Welcome to Restoration City Church Podcast. We pray you are blessed by this message. 1 Samuel chapter 17. It's a story of that we well know. Something that we learnt in Sunday school about David and Goliath. Not knowing that as you get older, the realities of this becomes a lot more real. In life, we are all going to face certain challenges. And some of the challenges that we face are, some of them are quite small. And they have no real impact when it comes to our lives. But there are other seismic challenges which are so huge that it has a major impact when it comes to our lives. These seismic challenges are what we call giants. And how do we know that they are giants? It's because they will bring you to tears. They are giants because it will cause you to have sleepless nights, cause anxiety. Though you love food, you can't eat. And sometimes these seismic giants can cause us to get to a place in our lives that we can't even function. And the aim of this giant, the aim of these giants is to defeat you. That is the purpose behind a giant. The purpose behind a giant is to make sure that you are defeated. In this chapter in 1 Samuel chapter 17, the Bible describes the giant... In verse number four, it says, And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, And he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs. And a bronze javelin, javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. And a shield bearer went before him. Before I even talk about his armor, just his name alone is a bad man name. 
just his name alone, Goliath from Gath. From you hear that name is a kind of a person you don't want to be messing around with. Just his name alone kind of sends, sends shivers down your spine. Not only that, he's approximately about nine foot six. He is absolutely huge. He's a monster. And not only that, he was one who was fully armored. He came fully equipped for battle. The man is so bad that he is classed as a champion. That means ain't no one better than him. He is the baddest man around. He is a champion. And this brother knows how to fight. So it wasn't just that he was big and that he had the whole equipment on. The brother knows how to fight. He knows how to handle his business. He was a giant. And how do you know when you are facing a giant? How do you know when you are facing a giant? In verse number 11, I better keep my glasses on. In verse number 11 and verse number 24, it describes this. It says, in verse number 11, it says, When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. You hear that? They were dismayed. And was greatly, greatly afraid. Verse number 24. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, when they saw the man, all they had to do was see the man. When they saw the man, they fled from him and was dreadfully afraid. They just saw the man. And when they saw Goliath, they were afraid. We were saying streetwise, they're dogs. Gone. So what is a giant? A giant is a problem that is so large that it intimidates you. A giant is one that causes you to live in fear. That's a giant. And a giant is not the size of the problem, is not the size of the problem, but is the size of the effect that the problem has on you. The Bible said that there were greatly afraid that they ran from him. In other words, it is when a situation intimidates you so badly that all you want to do is run from the situation. And you hope that that situation would just go away. That's all you want. But giants comes in all different shapes and all different sizes. 
They are giants of discouragement, giants of worry, giants of fear, giants that comes in regards to an emotional situation. Giants come sometimes in a financial way. Giants sometimes come spiritually and also psychologically as well. And they can present themselves in your home. The giant can present itself in your life. A giant can present itself in the family, in your workplace, in your college, your school, your university, even in church. And a giant, all it wants to do is mess with you. It doesn't only just intimidates you, but you know you're dealing with a giant when you get paralyzed. And just like Israel, when Israel was so paralyzed, they did not know what to do. They could not even function because they were dealing with a giant. And so how you would normally function, how you normally go through life, how you normally go through day-to-day life, when you're dealing with a giant, it causes a great deal of stress. And as I said before, all you wanted to do is stop. All you wanted to do is just to go away. It's called a giant. And this is what Goliath was doing to Israel. When it came to... For a time of battle, normally you will have two armies will just go head to head and they just clash it out and fight it out. But every now and then in, in historical battles, every now and then what they will do is call on cha- a champion from each side. And depending on who wins, that's where the victory will be credited to. So instead of the whole army going clashing and having a fight, you will choose a champion from your side and they will choose a champion from their side and whoever wins, it will be credited to the whole entire army. It's very similar to in scripture when the Bible talks about in Adam we all sinned. Well, we didn't sin, Adam sinned. But it was credited to all of us. But likewise... In Jesus we live. So it's credited to all of us, so we have the chance to live. Amen. Well, the problem with this giant, it was that this giant refused to go away. And the Bible says in verse number 16, And the Philistine drew near and presented himself, Forty days, morning and evening. The problem with the giant is that it does not want to go away. It wanted Israel to know that I'm here. And first thing in the morning when you wake up, (laughs) first thing in the morning when you wake up, 
The giant is there to remind you, I'm here. So it messes up your whole day. And then last thing at night, the giant presents itself again to let you know you ain't getting no sleep tonight. I just want to remind you, I'm still here. And this went on for 40 days. Just like a debt collector. When the debt collector says he's not going anywhere, he comes to get some money. And so you could imagine waking up and you have a problem. And you're reminded of the problem. And you, you go, you put your head to go to sleep. And you can't sleep because you're reminded again before you can even sleep that the problem is still here and the problem is not going away. It's not backing down because Goliath is a champion and a champion don't back down. That's when you know you're facing a giant when the giant refuses to back down. And what made it worse is this giant in verse number 9 and verse number 10, this giant just kept talking. Verse number 9 and verse number 10. In fact, if I go to verse number 8, then he, Goliath, stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you will be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy <laughs> the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man. I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man. Because I want to fight. Go and get me somebody. I want to fight. For 40 days, morning and night. Go and get me somebody. I defy you. Go and get me someone who can fight with me. I want a man who can fight with me. Morning and evening. This giant just kept talking. And the reason why he kept talking, because words can cause intimidation. If he just stood there silently, it wouldn't, wouldn't be anything. But sometimes words can cause you to be intimidated. It causes you to be afraid. When, when you hear the letterbox, the postman come and you hear the letterbox, you want to see what color envelope it is. That's coming to me. <laughs> those letters, those emails, those phone calls, all of it is there to intimidate you, to cause you to be afraid. And the situation 
sometimes that we face are designed to beat you down. It is designed to scare you. It is decide, designed to bring fear and to scare you to death. And it just keeps taunting us. I want to fight. And sometimes you feel so weak and so defenseless. And you feel defeated day by day by day. And this is what was happening to Israel for 40 days straight. Just this intimidation. And this intimidation kept going on and on and would not stop. So how do we deal with this giant that just won't stop? A giant that wants to fight and defeat us and to take us out. How do I deal with a giant if the truth be known that you're scared? The truth be known you can't sleep. The truth be known how do you deal with this giant? Well, the question really comes in and the question really should be, what should be my attitude towards the giant that is seeking to dominate me? That's the question I should be asking. What should be my attitude when I have to deal with a giant? Because we all have to deal with a giant. At some point or some time in our lives, we are all, un yeah, yeah, but pastor, I speak in tongues. Yeah, you speak in tongues. Yes, possibly you don't answer. I'll go to church. I know you go to church, but it doesn't mean you ain't going to face a giant. All different shapes, all different size. So the question is, what should be my attitude when I'm faced with a giant? And we see this in verse number 11. I want to give you two perspectives. The first perspective I want to do is look at Saul just very quickly. Because in verse number 11, it gives you a perspective of, of Saul. And Saul was this, in verse number 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now you have to imagine that Saul is the leader. Saul is the king of Israel. So you could imagine when you're the head of the family, you're the head of the business, you're the one in charge, and you're greatly dis you are dismayed and afraid. You're the one running the show, and you don't want to face him. And remember, the people chose Saul. And the scripture said that Saul was head and shoulders above everybody else. In other words, Saul was the biggest man in Israel. There was no one taller or bigger than Saul. He was the biggest and the baddest of the, of the day. But Saul was like, I ain't fighting him. What do you do when your leader 
is afraid. What do you do when your leader doesn't want to fight? Because fear has got in. And you know that fear is contagious. If you're the head of your family and you're in fear, imagine what that does when you open the door of fear into your family. Imagine you're the head of the business, what you run, and you open the door for fear. Fear becomes contagious. It corrupts the whole camp. And so, Saul, although he's the baddest in Israel, this brother doesn't want to fight against the giant. And he is supposed to be the best. So you know we have a problem when your best man, when your best man, the man that you selected and you chose, and your best man is saying, I'm not going up against this giant. You see, the spiritual reality is this, is that the further away from God you become is the bigger the giant is going to be. The further away you are from God is the bigger the giant is going to appear to you. And so this is the issue that Saul has. That's why our worship is so important. Because our worship looks at our relationship with God. And it puts things in its right perspective. It doesn't mean that Goliath isn't a giant. But my relationship with God and my worship to God changes my perspective. And so when you put a comparison between Saul and David, now let's look at David. Because the contrast is that David is a young boy. But, but David was a worshipper. And not only was David a worshipper, he was a man of faith. Hallelujah. He was a worshiper, but he was also a man of faith. And he was one who knew that God will deliver him. And because he was a man of faith and his relationship with God was in the right place, he was not impressed by Goliath. His perspective was in the right place. Look at verse number 26. <coughs> in verse number 26, this is David's impression. David said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this man? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And look at David's, David begins to, he begins to reel off his, his, his testimony. He begins to reel off his CV, his resume. So he goes in verse number 34. When you go to verse number 34, David is recalling his testimony. He's recording his CV. You know when you, I know some people lie on their CV and all that. Don't, I know you're not so God so you can't say amen too strong. You, 
You know, people carry on with their CV. But David was bringing out his CV. He's bringing out his resume. He is recalling his testimony. In verse number 34, David says to Saul, listen to me, here's my testimony. Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. I know some of you are laughing, but I used to keep my father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from his mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard. I struck it and I killed it. In other words, I didn't get my training in the armies. I wasn't trained like Saul's army. I was trained out in the field. I was trained out here with sheep. Lord have mercy. I was trained. You see, some of you ain't, you ain't trained in those sophisticated places. I got Some of you got trained out on the streets. Come on, talk to me. Out on the streets. That's where I got my training. So when they came, when this lion came to trouble my sheep and my lamb, I said, hell no. Because I know if you take one, you're coming after another. So I have to know how to defend what's mine. I know how to defend my territory. Ain't no lion coming. Ain't no bear coming. Because when I, when I saw it, I went after it. I grabbed it. And I killed it. And here, David says, <laughs> verse number 36. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. That's my testimony. Now I'm going to take this to the next level. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. In other words, he came and he picked a fight with the wrong person. You mess with the wrong person. And moreover, David said, listen now, David now says, The Lord who delivered me from the paws of the lion and from the paws of the bear, he will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. You hear the perspective. It says, the Lord who delivered it's the Lord who delivered. It's the Lord who gave me the victory. This weren't just me. I'm talking about the perspective. When your relationship is right with the Lord. When your relationship is right with God, you understand the Lord is going before me on this. And it's the Lord that's going to give me the victory. And the same way the Lord gave me the victory over the lion and the bear, and the Lord is going to give me victory over this giant. And Saul's response is so funny. Saul's response is, go. And then as, as David is walking, and the Lord be with you. Go, Joseph, go. But uh, the Lord be with you. The Lord be with you, brother. 
The Lord be with you. You see, David had no training when it came to, in those days, in Saul's army. All he knew was how to look after sheep. And David was there because his father sent him. Send food for your brothers. And he stumbled into this situation. David's contention was that this man, this Goliath, this giant, his contention was this. He is uncircumcised. That was his issue and he kept repeating it. His issue was this. This man is not in covenant with God. He does not come under the Abrahamic covenant. Who, if you're standing outside of Christ, who are you? You're standing outside of covenant. So David's issue was, how could this, this is no equal battle. Because you are out of covenant. This does not make this a fair fight. Because I'm in covenant with God. And anyone who is not in covenant with God, it's an unfair fight. You are definitely going to lose. 100% you're going to lose. But what I like about David was that David saw things through spiritual eyes. And when you see things through spiritual eyes, you have a different perspective. And that's why it's so important for us to understand in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 it says, And he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places. The reason why we're in heavenly places, Deacon Ostea, is so that our perspective will change. If your perspective is that of a grasshopper, you're going to be treaded upon. You're going to be stampled upon because your perspective is too low. And the problem sometimes we have as Christian is that our perspective is so small because we see ourselves as grasshoppers. And therefore, how I react, I react as a grasshopper because that's all I see. But if you put a grasshopper and a giraffe you're going to have two different reactions because a giraffe is much taller and a giraffe's perspective is much further. He can see much further, has a wider perspective. And so therefore, that's why we had to be raised up. We had to be raised up so that when we see things, we see things through the eyes of the Spirit more than the things that I see with my natural eyes. Because when I see things with my natural eyes, I'm going to be afraid. I'm going to have anxiety. I'm going to have worry. I'm going to have stress. Stress is bound to happen because I'm seeing things through my natural eyes. But if I can see things through the eyes of the Spirit, if I can change my perspective and see things through the eyes of the Spirit, I will see that I'm dealing with an uncircumcised Philistine. I will see I'm dealing with something and someone who is not in the relationship and covenant with God. And so when we see things through the eyes of the Spirit, it changes our perspective. And it allows us 
to be able to step into a situation where I can now step in by faith. And that's what we need to have is where we deal with things through faith. So verse number 45 and 46, when you start to step out in faith, when you step out in faith, the perspective and the results will change. So when David saw Goliath in verse number 45, David said to him, you come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. I'm coming to you differently. I'm not stepping up to you now flesh to flesh because now I'm in a different dimension. I've now stepped into another realm. I'm now dealing with you from a heavenly perspective. And so you come to me with sword. You come to me with a spear. You come to me with a javelin. But I'm coming to you. I'm stepping up to the giant. And I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. The God of the armies of Israel. Whom you divide. This day, I'm not going to have to wait until tomorrow. This day, I'm not going to have to have another sleepless night. This day, someone said this day. I'm not waiting till next week. I'm not waiting till next month. I'm not waiting another 40 days. I'm not even going to go on fasting. This day. I wish someone had that revelation. This day. Not waiting any longer. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. Who will deliver? Who will deliver? So, in other words, David turned the battle over to the Lord. It's not me fighting, because if I hold my peace, I said, if I hold my peace. And let the Lord fight my battle. Someone say, this is how I fight my battle. Because if I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle, I know victory shall be mine. Someone shout, yay! David says, I'm going to strike you down. Remember, Saul was the one who was running. Saul chipped. But David says, I'm going to strike you down. I'm not waiting until tomorrow. This day, you are finished from intimidating me. You are finished from causing fear. You are finished from causing me stress and anxiety. This day, this day, I'm going to strike you down. And I'm going to take your head from you. In other words, I'm going to take away your authority. That which you have been over me is now going to be severed. The head is going to be severed. You will have no more authority over me this day. But what I like is, <laughs> is David's weapon. <laughs> 
Not no AK-47. None of the real stuff. Verse, verse number 38. Saul gets David and, and said, David, listen, listen. Come here, son. Come here. Said King Saul, Saul is a big man. He's a big man. And Saul said, come, David. Come, David. You're the one who's going to... Let me put my armor... And verse number 38 says, and David closed, so Saul closed David with his armor and put on him a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword in his armor and he tried to walk. <laughs> tried to walk. Because Saul's a big man. Saul's a huge man. David's small. And he's got, you can imagine, oh, it looks like a clown. He's got all this armor on. And the Bible says, and, and David tried to walk. He tried. Because you know why? He respected Saul. Saul, you gave me an idea. You wanted to try this on me, so let me appease you. I will put this on because you're the man. Let me put this on. But David realized he can't walk. And he, 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 he tried to walk. And hear what the scripture says. For he had not tested them. I've never had to fight. When I was fighting with lambs and fighting, sorry, fighting against lions. And fighting against bear. I didn't have all this stuff on. I, ca I'm, I can't even walk. I said, I've never tested this. I've never gone one round in this. He says, I, I can't walk. I have so, so David took them off. In other words, I can't use the world's method to get me victory. Because it hasn't been tested. I can't walk in that. And so he took it off. He took off the armor. Because you can't fight with somebody else's armor. You can't live with somebody else's testimony. You got to get your own testimony. So Saul, Saul's armor was too big for David. And, 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 it was, and, and he was saying it was, it was something I'm just not used to. I can't handle this. I, I, I have to go back to what I know. I have to worship God the way I know how to worship God. I, I, I can't fight you with this. I, 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 you see, I, I know how to flow my way. You, you, you see, when I'm worshiping, I, I know my flow. I, I can't do your flow. I can't do what you do. I can only do what I've tested and what I know. I can only flow my way. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 40.10. So this is David now. And I, gotta, I, I, I told you it's a lot. But let me finish this now. I'm finished. Verse number 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down. Verse number 40. Then he took his staff in his hands. Because this is how I fight my battle. 
It says, then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. He chose five because Goliath had some four other brothers. So one for each brother. Each, one for each brother. He got five smooth stones from the brook and he put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and his sling was in his hands and he drew near to the Philistines. Verse number 48. So it was when the Philistines arose and came near and drew near to meet David. So now the Philistines, they're going into battle. Now watch the difference between Saul and David. This is the difference when, you when those who have the Holy Ghost and those who don't have the Holy Ghost. When you don't have the Holy Ghost, you run away from battle. When you have the Holy Ghost, put that verse back up there again. Verse number 48, I want you to see this. Because when you have the Holy Ghost and you are fighting in faith, the Bible said David hurried and he ran towards the army to meet the Philistines. When you have the Holy Ghost, you don't run away. When you have the Holy Ghost, you run to battle. When you have the Holy Ghost, you ain't running away. You run towards the battle. You run towards the giant. Because you know that the rod and the staff of God is going to comfort you. You know that you've got God with you. And as long as you have God with you, you're going to have the victory. So David has five stones. Because he knows, Goliath, when I finish with you, I have enough stones to wipe out your whole entire family. And so the Bible says, David ran quickly and took the stone that he had and struck uh, uh, the Philistine in his head. But in verse number 50, I want you to note in verse number 50, because it put an important thing. Because in verse number 50, it was to be made known that there was no sword in the hand of David. There was no sword. It made a reference. There was no sword in the hands of David. Verse number 50. And let's go as I'm finishing. Therefore, verse number 51. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword. And took his sword. And drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Bit gruesome. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they ran. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. But the deal was, the deal was, if you lose, you become the servant of Israel. That's why you can't believe anyone who don't have the Holy Ghost. You can't believe the devil. Because the devil will lie. Make promises and don't keep no promises. Are you hearing me? But let me finish. I feel good here. And when they saw that their champion was dead, they fled. Now, when I, let me skip a little bit and go to verse number 54. 
And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem. But, someone say but. He put his armor in his tent. Have mercy. He kills Goliath. He takes Goliath's head and sends it to Jerusalem. But he takes his armor and David brings Goliath's armor into his yard. And you can't ask the question, why? Why would you take Saul's, uh, I mean, Goliath's armor. David, why would you take it into your house? Because every now and then, you're going to need to look at something to remind you of your testimony. You, you need something to remind you and let the devil know, I defeated you before. I defeated you before. You messed with me before and I defeated you. So the next time another giant comes, you better look in your house. You better have something in your house to remind you that there is a testimony in your house. You better have a testimony just to look back and say, when I think of all that the Lord has done for me, when I think of all that he's brought me through, I have a testimony that if he's done it before, God will do it again. If he's done it before, God will do it again. And I'm finished. Yvonne, get ready, yeah? And I love this and I'm finished with this. And Saul said in verse number 58. Verse number 58. I'm finished. I could preach, but I, I, I ran out of time. Saul said... Whose son? Whose son are you? Who raised you? Where did you come from? <laughs> Whose son is this that defeats the giant and calls Israel to have a whose son are you? What kind of person are you? You are a person who stands with the Lord. You are a person who is wrapped up and tied up and tangled up in Jesus. That's who I am. I'm a child of the living God. I am a child of the living God. And those who know their God shall be strong. And they shall do great exploit. If there's anyone here who's willing to give God a shout of praise. That Jehovah God is with you. Will you put your hands together and bless the Lord. Bless the Lord that we are people of faith. We have weapons of faith. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of the stronghold. You have weapons. You've got a weapon of praise. And I, 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 I ask you for 60 seconds, release a praise. Come on for 60 seconds. Will you release a praise? 
Come on, release a praise that every giant that is standing before you, every giant that you have to face, I command every giant, it must fall. Yes, yes, yes. Every giant, every giant that's trying to intimidate you, every giant that is standing in your way of moving forward, I command, say this with me, say I command, say I command every giant that's standing in front of me and my destiny, get out of the way, get out of the way, I defeat you, I defeat you, I sever your head, I cut your head off, I sever your authority. to change your perspective you have a weapon you have a weapon called praise that's why they had to send Judah first because when praise go forth every giant has to fall every giant has to fall every giant standing in front of me you have to go in the name of come on in the name of Jesus, every giant has to fall. Every stronghold must come down. In the name of Jesus. We pray you're encouraged with the word of God. For more information about Restoration City Church, please visit us at www.restorationcc.org.uk.